You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brain, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Ryan Andrews of Cheese from the Couch.com, and back with you on a perfect day for a dome if you are where I am, because the weather is gross. Like, it has been torrential downpour all day, and it's it's just kind of dreary, and it's like, it's supposed to be June, and we're getting like this April rain just now. So, it's a little off-putting. Um, but yeah, I don't know if y'all caught um, yesterday's, quote-unquote yesterday's podcast, but... Um, it is out. I will probably link to it again in the tweet for today's podcast. Um, we are going to talk about teeing up the final game of the three-game set between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. But I did say yesterday I wanted to talk uh, draft to kind of wrap it up a little bit. Just mention some of the later picks that the Blue Jays made. And... Yeah, just kind of put a bow on it for this uh, season. Starting with, you know, shout out to Blue Jays first round pick Alec Manawa, who's already fitting in very well in Toronto society with his tweets regarding the Raptors last night. Um, <laughs> that That is a very quick way to endear yourself to the fan base. So congrats, Alec. You're, you're a part of the the North already can't wait to see you up in Toronto because <laughs> again, gonna need ya. <laughs> you are your pretty important pick, so hopefully it works out well. Um, then I did want to mention that um, Blue Jays actually graded pretty well with their draft. Um, MLB released their top seven teams in terms of the draft. And the Blue Jays finished the highest out of teams that didn't have extra picks in the first couple days. Um, MLB.com had them, like I said, fifth um, behind the Diamondbacks, Rays, Dodgers, and Marlins. So Jim Cal is pretty much just going with volume, I guess. But... Um, Manoa and Kendall Williams scored very high uh, for pitchers in a draft that was not pitcher heavy. And then um, they liked that the Blue Jays drafted some guys with a lot of power potential. Will Robertson, who we mentioned the other day, Tanner Morris, the Virginia shortstop, could be, you know, the latest in that kind of... I, kn I know they're not... Um, I know Maryland's not an ACC school anymore, but in that kind of Eastern seaboard uh, talent pool. And then Philip Clark out of Vanderbilt, who surprisingly went ninth, but that's probably because um, he could potentially go back to Vanderbilt. So 
if the Blue Jays can convince him to sign up. That's a, that's a lot of power entering the system. So, and with guys like Griffin Conine, who we've seen coming back from the suspension and just tearing the ball, tearing the cover off the ball at Lansing, um, it's it's a remarkably good draft so far. And even some of the guys on like day three. Um, who we're talking about now, their first pick of day three, um, Nick Neal, who's a high schooler from North Carolina, looks, you know, built to bash balls. Another big kid, he's like 6'6", 285. Like that's Zion Williamson on a ball field. So um, very interesting there. I highlight a, a few names that um, MLB had noted in their later picks, um, Trevor Schweck, the 13th round selection out of uh, Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Um, they they said his swing's a little busy, but he has a good feel for hitting. Probably going to be a second baseman, though, not a shortstop if he comes through the system. So they they do have him coming through the system. Um, Toronto's 21st round pick, Parker Caracci at Carazzi, I I think it's Italian, um, out of Ole Miss, was actually drafted by them last year and didn't have as good a season uh, this year, but projects as a pretty good relief prospect. Um, had a 225 ERA in 2018. Did not have as good a season with the Rebels this year, but Carazzi uh, could be one of those traditional like later round uh, picks that do eventually bubble up with uh, the big club, kind of like Danny Barnes did. Although hopefully he stays a little more consistent than Danny Barnes. Um, Probably the most notable selection from a talent standpoint that the Blue Jays made on day three was Nate LaRue. He's out of McGill Tulin High School in Alabama. Um probably not going to sign with the Blue Jays. He has a strong commitment to Auburn. Um, he's, uh, they, they have no idea where he could be. They announced him as a pitcher. He's got a low 90s fastball, but um, he used to play the outfield. He can play catcher. Um, he's... <laughs> Like if if the trend is to go for versatile players, LaRue might be that next step just to how much he can actually play. Um, he's got power as well. But again, very likely that he's going to honor his commitment to Auburn. So probably won't be seeing LaRue um, in the Blue Jays organization. Uh and then finally, wanted to mention, of course, the pick that got a lot of attention. Um, Braden Holiday was drafted in the 32nd round. Obviously, a nod to Doc Holiday's uh, number with the Blue Jays. And like they called up the Holiday family, told them they were going to do this, kind of a nod to uh, Roy's service with the team. It's very well received. Braden's not coming. He's already confirmed he will be going to Penn State in the fall. So just kind of a symbolic pick by the Blue Jays. And just another instance of a a class move 
by an organization that, you know, is, has garnered a reputation as a kind of players organization with some of the moves they've, they've done uh, transactionally. So very, very touching moment, you know, uh, a nice way to honor um, a Blue Jays legend. And, you know, maybe they can draft him again in a couple years once Braden starts to fill out his frame a little more, see what he can do at Penn State. Um, so, yeah, uh, a decent draft for the Blue Jays. We'll talk about hopefully a decent end to their series against the Yankees right after this break. But before we go, just a reminder that this episode is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. See that trip on your Facebook. See freaking Brenda and her boyfriend going off to like Spain or something. It's like, oh, we got sangria. Like, shut up, Brenda. Don't don't do that. Don't hate like Brenda's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere you go. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. You are locked on Blue Jays. Your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we're back. So, uh, a little emotional tonight for Blue Jays fans as Jay Happ takes them out for the first time since the Blue Jays traded him to the Yankees um, in the deal that brought Billy McKinney and Brandon Drury back to Toronto. Um, it is a little bittersweet, um, knowing just how good Hap was and how much he would be a big help to the Blue Jays right now, especially considering who he's facing tonight. We'll talk about him in a second, but yeah, I think there's going to be healthy appreciation for what Hap did when he came back and just the consistency that, that he had, especially, you know, last season and that kind of lost season, bringing back what he did and just going out there every day, being professional, being the kind of veteran leader on his team. I think he's going to get a lot of appreciation for that. And I know like he, he's already faced a club, but you know, this is, this is obviously different doing it in Toronto as opposed to doing it in New York. Um, Hap's been on a bit of a tear. He's won four of his last five starts. Um, the only real bad one was one against Baltimore on May 20th, where he gave up six runs in three and two thirds innings. Um, so he hasn't been completely stellar so far this season. So it is a chance for the Blue Jays to kind of take advantage and, and use their familiarity with Hap's arsenal to to try and close out this series with a sweep, which would be a huge boost, not only to like the atmosphere, but the fan base, you know, considering what happened while I was on vacation. But the problem is that scoring six runs in three and two thirds innings may not be enough considering his opponent tonight on the mound is Edwin Jackson. And, uh, um, 
I know Toronto gave up cash considerations to get Edwin Jackson from Oakland. I feel like Oakland should have to pay Toronto for the performance that Edwin Jackson has given this club. Uh, Over his last three starts, all losses, he has given up 22 earned runs in 11 and a third innings. He actually had a negative game score in the start against Colorado. That is nearly impossible to do. Like, um, Chris Sale, who had the shutout last night with the ridiculous amount of strikeouts, had a, had like a 93 game score. Like, Edwin Jackson managed a minus two. Um, it's been steadily plummeting since he got back to the big leagues. And... Like, I, I know Edwin's essentially just filling space. Like, the second Ryan Barucki says, yeah, I guess my elbow's all right. He's in, and Edwin is DFA. He's gone. So, I know his presence is temporary, but, like, you you have to show something. You have to show something better than what you've shown. I mean, this is Edwin's first start against the Yankees since 2012. Um hasn't beaten them I don't think in his career so if he wants to make a statement he can try and you know better his rotation mates who I mean they weren't bad like Clayton Richard was all right during his start Trent Thornton kind of got blown up a little bit but they weren't terrible Edwin Edwin just has to show some sign of competency. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he hasn't beaten uh the Yankees since 2008. He's got a career record of 2 and 7 and a career ERA of 5.21. So it's likely that'll go up. But you know, if he wants to show something, anything to convince the Blue Jays to keep him around, as opposed to potentially looking in-house for solutions. Like, Jacob Waxback's on the roster. Yeah, he's injured, but he'll give you five innings and open up a roster spot. Um, so, yeah, this is a big start for Edwin to prove that he can stay on this team. Because if he has another performance where he gives up, like, eight or nine runs and just takes the crowd out of it early... Um, it's going to be pretty much it for him. So, um, we'll see what kind of roster, um, the Blue Jays decide to throw out there against the Yankees. Um, but it will be imperative to, you know, try and maintain that atmosphere that they had last night, that, that desire that they had in last night's victory so that is what I will be looking for tonight I will be watching along with the rest of you because basically I don't want to see Boston win again and they're they're back at TD Garden and I mean good luck Blues but I'm not holding my breath so I will be watching the baseball. Hope y'all will be watching too. If you want to interact with me during the baseball game, 
You can follow me on Twitter at NeoAC18. That's NeoAC18. You can follow the podcast at Locked on Jays on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast on Himalaya. It's a free, easy to use uh, podcast app. has every single one. It makes like curated playlists for you by their expert podcast tastemakers. So you get you know stuff you're going to like as opposed to just scrolling through the Apple directory or the Google directory or Spotify. Um, you just search through. You can subscribe on any of those places. Stitcher too. Um, not to leave Stitcher in a lurch, but Himalaya is probably the best option out of those. So um, do that. And yeah, we will keep rocking this like Danny Green, apparently finding his shot. We're finding our stride again on the podcast. And hopefully we get to talk about another win. Um, yeah, Blue Jays Fan Friday tomorrow. It'd be great to talk positively <laughs> as opposed to some of the um some of the more negative things we've said over the past uh, let's call it a month. May was a bad month. So um, be sure to get those tweets in if you want to shout out and hear your words discussed on the show. Um, so until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm still Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.